0: old enough 54 to have seen it. I lived through the AIDS crisis, y'all. I lived through AIDS. I'm not scared of none of these motherfuckers. I'm not scared of none of it. We win. The Message, spotlighting the most important
1: voices of today with Ebro, an open dialogue about their experiences in these times and the music that inspires them. Peace. Welcome back to The Message. I'm your host Ebro Darden on this special extended edition of The Message. I'm speaking to Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Award winning artist and actor Billy Porter. He's got a new album out called Black Mona Lisa, and he joined me to talk about the album and his message to always believe in yourself. Now let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a new episode of The Message, and welcome to The Message, Billy Porter. How Thank you. Doing, you doing, sir?
0: What's happening? Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm excited to of be
1: course. here. Listen, I've been trying to interview you for some time because not only the singing abilities, but uh, just your overall energy, abilities as an actor, like it's so, you're so dynamic. <laughs> Thank you and i'm uh very very um enthralled is the word by broadway actors oh wow because that's cool thank no, you because that's cool to hear. like it's cool to see movies movies is cool y'all cut yeah. reheard but bruh broadway actors y'all doing that live seven days eight, a week eight eight shows a week for years for years yes (laughs) that's a level of remarkable that i don't know if there's a parallel
0: what i love about what you're saying is that there is a respect associated with theater and theater trained actors that has come back into play okay For a long time, for decades and decades and decades, theater was the also ran of the industry. We were made fun of. When my first album came out, my first R&B album came out in 1997, you know, on A&M Records, I was forced to not talk about my Broadway. Wow. Because Broadway was associated with being gay. Mm. And so if I was associated with Broadway, then everybody would know that I was gay. And that was a problem in the R&B music world of the 90s. You know, I'm so grateful to have lived long enough and to have had the courage and the understanding to stay in my truth. You know, my truth is I started... As a Broadway kid, you know, I've done 35 years in this business. And I've even do- before Broadway New York, you're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I studied, I trained, you know, imagine coming to New York City and my day job was the original cast of Miss Saigon. Mm. But then y'all don't want me to talk about it because it's corny. Miss Saigon I get a record contract. popping out here. Yeah. But you didn't talk about that because it was corny.
1: Right.
0: Broadway was corny. What I love about, there's good things about the internet and there's like complicated things about the internet. One of the great parts about the internet for me is that the connectivity of the audience, mm. of the theater audience, was reborn. And all of the little theater nerds around the world have one place to go. Right to connect with each other again. Right, right. So now Broadway is popular again in a lot of spaces that it hasn't been. You know, a lot of music people, you know, movie stars that didn't start in theater. You know, everybody wants to come to Broadway to be legitimized.
1: Well, yeah, because you got to be a certain level of talent you to can, get on that motherfucking no stage.
0: You no. Know, You got to do it from the beginning, middle and end every day, eight shows a week, two times on Wednesdays and Saturdays or whatever day your two show days are like there's a stamina and there is a discipline that comes with it that requires real talent. That's right. And real work and real work ethic, real work and real work ethic. Ethic, Absolutely.
1: Um, This this the message is about your message to not only people in general, but the community you specifically feel like when you're, the lights are on and you're up there doing your thing and emoting and leaving it all out there that you represent for. And I wanted yeah. you to talk about your message today, which you told me in the team, my message is always believe in yourself, always choose you first, and that there's a lesson in every triumph, but more importantly, in every disappointment, find the lesson. Yeah. Talk about those words and how you found those words and why it's important.
0: So, I just turned 54 years old. I've been in this business since the 80s. Mm. As a black queer man, when I got here, there was nothing for me to do. Here, meaning? Just me- here. Earth. In the world. Got it. In show business. right? From theater, to film and television, to the music industry, there was no, there was no place for me and my authenticity, in my truth. You know, we throw around this authenticity conversation all the time, just be who you are, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's easy to be who you are when what you are is what's popular. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be who you are, particularly in the recording artist space, in the movie star space, when you're a straight child that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. That's, you're inside of something that is in your favor. What happens when your truth is not in your favor? That's what I was presented with. I really had to come to terms with after being in it. Coming in it, being in it, being open. I just wanna work, right? Mm. That's a dream. Words have power. All I said was, I just wanna work. I was not specific about what kind of work, who I was inside the work what I wanted to do with the work. You got to get specific with your words. I learned that in the first decade of my career because I worked. I worked. And it was a yes and. It was like, yes, I'm working and I'm miserable with what I'm doing. Mm. I don't like what I'm doing. So I had to get specific. And I had to go deeper and to answer the question, I am actually grateful that my career didn't pop off early. Love hearing that. When I thought I was entitled to have it pop off Mm. because I was not ready for the calling that is on my life. Mm. There's a calling on my life. There's a purpose, there's a ministry. Mm. It's untraditional. I grew up in the Pentecostal church. <laughs> yeah. Church of God in Christ. Church of God in Christ. Just like you. We, yeah. we had this conversation yeah. before we started talking. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. It's a bubble. It's rules. It's a bubble. <laughs> right? Yeah. And when something, and when you're in that world and people feel something special on you and energy on you, it's immediately preacher. It's immediately, you're, the, I, sp- I preached my first and last sermon when I was 10 years old and I went to my mama. I was like, no, <laughs> this is not it. Right. It's something, but this is not it, right. you know? And then I saw Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Holliday on the Tony Award during Dream Bros. 1981. Win the Tony, Dream Girls, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. There was a person that was singing like me. Mm. They could make money. Like, it transformed everything. Mm. So then you fast forward to being in a business and knowing that you have this message, knowing that there's a calling, and then there's nothing for you to do. And all you're hit with is not anybody focused on the talent, but everybody focused on who I have sex with mm. and what an abomination that is. Not the talent who I am as a human being.
1: Right, in my private.
0: In my private life. Right. You know, and so there was a lot to contend with with that. And what I was allowed to do for the first decade of my career, which I call the Millennium Coon Show, because on Broadway I was just a clown to them Mm. at that time. You know, I could sing. I, I called it extreme singing, for lack of a better description, you know, I had Jennifer Hudson's voice in a male body. Mm. It's on record, you can listen to it. There was nothing for me to do. There was nowhere for me to go. All of a sudden, the voice that saved me, all of a sudden the voice that was my weapon, that was my identity, that was my way out, all of a sudden my voice didn't matter. And it was just about the abomination that I was. And I was dismissed from this business and from this world. I was dismissed. Queer people were dismissed, particularly in the black community. I was watching Oprah in 2000 and I had taken myself out of the business, the the first half. You know, my record deal had imploded. Mentally you had to, yes. yes, And physically. Oh wow, My first record deal had imploded. I had tried to express to the Broadway th- and the theatrical community that I was, that I'm not a clown. Don't call me for no clown shit no more. Can I cause Clown happened, stuff it
1: already happened. I said, motherfucker. Okay. too.
0: No clown shit for me no more. You know, and um,
1: the work dried up. And 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 just for the, for my even understanding as a fan, when you say clown shit, you mean just putting me on stage to fill up space and just to yeah, be. And just- I just happened to be a black face with a
0: gray, there's no purpose for Blow the roof off the joint. Yeah. And that's it. No connection to humanity, no connection to me as a human being. And did you feel like when you were on that stage, there was
1: even a care about your talent as it connected to the stories that you were a part
0: of? No, I wasn't a part of any stories. You weren't a part of it. I was in musical reviews, that's it. And I went to... Los Angeles and tried to find my way and I was watching Oprah and I was lost and she had a Jan Levancant on and Maya Angelou on and they were talking about service and their theory is when you shift when one shifts their intention to service Everything else works itself out. Mm. And so I literally stood in front of the mirror and was like, what does service look like for me in an industry and quite frankly, a world that's inherently narcissistic? What does that look like? And it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's your queerness. It's your queerness, Billy. It's everything that everybody is telling you is your liability. Everybody told me that my queerness would be my liability. And they, in quotes, were right for decades. They were right. Allies and haters alike, they were right. It was my liability for decades until it wasn't. That's right and now it's my superpower. I say it all the time, I'm so grateful to have lived long enough to see this day where that expansion and that transformation has happened in the culture, in the whole culture. There's a shift in consciousness. The change has already happened. The pushback is in relation to how big the change is. Don't be scared. Don't be terrified. We win. Love always wins. It's a circle of life. Right, right. I'm old enough, 54, to have seen it. I lived through the AIDS crisis, y'all. I lived through AIDS. I'm not scared of none of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not scared of none of it. We win. Right. So... To now have lived long enough to now be an elder in this movement. To be, to be sitting in this room with you, mm-hmm. a person who 30 years ago wanted to beat me, not you particularly, right. but the archetype of you. Right, right, right. Who wanted to beat masculinity my ass thing, yeah. and kill me. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. What the trans people are going through right now is what queerness was then was what just being gay was then. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. I use the word faggot, yes, because it's violent. The toxic masculinity is violent, still today. Mm -hmm. And there's so much growth. I'm I'm so moved because there's nothing worse in the world than being put out by your own. And that's what I've had to live through for the entirety of my existence on this planet. And that is changing. Let me say that again. That is changing. We have a long way to go. But. And. Oh, and. And. Yes, and. The amount of, and I say this because I'm, I'm known as a queer icon and what I've realized recently is that there's a lot of talk about queerness and what I represent, but a bitch is black first. I'm a black man in America first, y'all. I didn't think I had to say it. I'm black first. I go through everything that black straight people go through first. Mm. And then on top of it, it's the queerness. So I need the white community to know too. Yes, I'm here for y'all and all the others. Yes, I'm black first. You know, I get a lot of awards. I just got like, you know, the Matthew Shepard Award. I just got the HRC Award. These are traditionally white spaces. And I get up and I have to speechify and these happened two weeks back to back. And I was like, I'm black first. The black people in the audience are standing up and going, yes, thank you, thank you. You know, it's yeah. like, wow, okay. You know, we are still in a place and I know there's a lot of younger people and a lot of older people who quite frankly are tired of teaching. I'm tired of teaching, yes. Don't get tired. Yo. but. We have to be where we are right. and where we are is that we still have to teach. We still have to show people what it is.
1: And we need your energy and other energies this energizes
0: people. Yes! You know, it's like, And, I'm and so- it's also,
1: the reason you gotta say it still is you're black first is because we live in America where people, whites mostly, who this conversation makes uncomfortable, Want us to move past race? They wanted to. There's want, no moving they,
0: past it. That it's part. every single day. It's about that.
1: Well, and it's also because it's foundational in this
0: society. Systemic. Right? It's like yeah. So you know, I am here. Like I said, I receive the calling. I receive what I'm here supposed to be doing, and I'm just trying to do that to um, the best of my ability through my art. And you know. Art heals, Mm -hmm. art has the power to heal. I wanna be a part of the healing. This world is a mess right now, Mm -hmm. it's a mess. You know, and every day we're inundated with things that are supposed to tire us out. Well, a lot of people, you know,
1: I have conversations a lot about, you know, you you spoke of the black community and, and church first, where you were raised, I was raised in, uh, Kojik Pentecostal Church too. My mother's Jewish. Mm-hmm. I went to Hebrew school at the same oh, time. Wow. So I have That's amazing. all that going on. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. I mean, even right now the chaos in the world we're looking at, religion. Right. A
0: lot of the All chaos, in Jesus' name.
1: All a, in a God's name.
0: The, the chaos you dealt
1: with, religion.
0: All in Jesus' name. Hate the sin, not the sinner. Like all this, all this rhetoric that is centered around picking and choosing Bible verses a book that was written by men over 2,000, 3,000 years ago, written by men, men, artists. It is Story the greatest tellers. book, storytellers. It is the greatest book ever written because we're still being controlled by it all these years later. It's the greatest book ever written Yeah. because of that reason alone.
1: That's right.
0: It's like, how is it that we're still sometimes-
1: When it's convenient. When
0: it's convenient following these 3,000-year-old laws. And then when it's not convenient, we do what we want. Miss me with that bullshit.
1: You uh, put out a song <laughs> on here that you thought, you, you said with uh, Lady Blackbird that you was like, look, I gotta bring this back to the forefront. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the as, as you just articulated, there's tons of uh, 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 wind in the sails of progress. Yes. But there's also, with that same push, is an equal pushback. Of course. And, and sometimes more. And sometimes more. Talk about this song that you guys re-redid, Children yeah. for the Children.
0: So we'll just get into the album now in general. It's called Black Mona Lisa. I'll tell you We're about gonna that play that later. song too. I'm talking talk shit later. on that. You talking some shit yeah. on that. One. So children, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking shit on this album. You know, this is the first time I've ever like, you know, flexed. I call it my flex. Yeah. I've never done that before on anything.
1: The jazz albums, you, you <laughs> chill, you did covers and chill, yeah, the yeah. army joint, you know.
0: Yeah, but this I'm talking I'm talking smack and yeah. I'm talking good shit about myself. So children, Along with all of, this, uh, of the stuff on the, I wrote every, I also, I wrote every song on this album except for Children. However, I had written a song with Eminem K and yeah. Jade uh, Thurwell wrote Children like right after I left London. And he got in, and he said, I got into the studio because we had spent so much time together. He said, I got into the studio and he said I needed a beat and I just needed to start talking like you right? because your cadence is very specific and really fun and musical.
1: Yes. You talk like you sing
0: it. I do. I do. I I talk in a cadence. That's that's like I'm singing. So he came up with Children. The whole album is about celebration of life, celebration of queerness, leading with love, joy, hope, peace, power standing in your power, not taking no for an answer, excusing people from your lives who are in the fucking way. Mm -hmm. If you don't have something good for me, please move out of my way or you will get moved out of the way, period. There's a power in that that I've never experienced before because because I'm nice. I'm a nice guy and I'm a spiritual person. And I lead with love and I lead with, with accountability and I lead with, with compassion. And, and sometimes that gets taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking to that on this record. You know, the the rollback of progress through our lawmakers and our leaders is unacceptable. And children is about that. It's time to let everybody know what time it is. Yeah, I wore the dress. Yeah, it was me, bitch. Yes. It changed the world. You're welcome, all you straight boys now with all these silhouettes. (laughs) They're coming with with them them now. With your trains and shit. You're welcome. You're all welcome. (laughs) Right? It's like, who did that? For this generation, I started it. Miss me with there were other people before me. I never said I was the only. Never said that. I know there's Grace Jones. I know there's David Bowie. I know there's Sylvester. For this generation, I did it. Mm. Nobody else went to the Oscars in an antebellum, uh, Christian Siriano Oscar gown but me. I did it. Talking about shit. But if and you, you gotta don't, do it though. You gotta do if it. If you don't, That's right. They immediately they again in quotes immediately give it to somebody else. Give the distinction to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The erasure of our contribution to the world right. is consistent. If there's anything, it's consistent. And I'm not letting anybody do that to me again. Well, in many ways, you you're not letting nobody do it to us. To all of us, I'm not doing that anymore, you know. And so I'm thrilled about it. Children is an anthem for queerness, for the kids that need to be protected. Yeah, you know they are attacking me, but they're attacking our kids. Mm-hmm. They're attacking our queer, trans, non-binary. They're attacking our children. It's gross. Well, and
1: and 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 even though the the term the children the kids. You know, um, I don't know if you've never watched it, Paris is Burning, back in the day. And it's queen
0: We call it queen honey. The not children. To,
1: up to the top. I had to learn myself. Yes, the children, the was. I was taught myself. I was like, wait, what do
0: y'all say, wait, what?
1: I want to get into, off the album, Black Mona Lisa. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's the title track. Yep. You just
0: finished the tour. Yep. How was that?
1: Uh, the tour was one
0: of the greatest redemptive experiences of my life.
1: Now, I'm going I'm to get back to that. But I we need can to get hear. back to it. I want to hear from you as an artist, yes. right? Mm-hmm. This is you, because I know with as much talent and as broad as your creative space is, how easy or hard is it for you to put together a tour? Um, Be honest now.
0: It was easy for me. Okay. It's my wheelhouse. Got it. Like, you know exactly doing. what you want to do. I've been do. doing this for over 30 years. Right. When I came to New York City, I was already doing the clubs. Right. I was putting together my shows for this whole time. You know, I put together other people's shows. I directed other people's shows. So I know how to put together a concert and tell a story. I understood that I had to make this a hybrid. I had to make this a hybrid You know, from the contemporary theater into this new pop music space that I'm in, like I had to to bridge it. It And is
1: there an expectation from the fan base? Yeah, there's an expectation. They want some. They want some pose in there. They want some. Of course. They want all of that. They
0: want all of it because I'm not a monolith, and I have two Tony Awards. You know, I have an Emmy. I've been in all Grammys. the spaces. I have a Grammy. I've been in all the spaces. And uh, you know, the first 25 years of my career, I spent it trying to get the gatekeepers of theater and film and television to take me seriously as an actor. Mm. So I accomplished that via Angels in America, Kinky Boots, and Pose in my 40s. And then I start reading on the internet. Oh, I didn't know Pray Tell could sing. What? Oh God. It's just crazy. It's crazy. So what I realized was that people have gotten on the Billy Porter train. Some people, many, very, very late. very different very times. Very late to the party. Well, it's very different times. That's right. It's not about being late to the party. It's different times. All That's right, all. Right, right, right. You know, I've been on this train for a long time. It's nobody's fault. I ain't mad at nobody. You know, because I am multi-hyphenated get on the train or you're gonna get left. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the life I've been living. So it's fun to be able to go into now this space and have people coming in from different, mm-hmm. like I said, getting on at different times. You know, I did it in sections. It was great. Cause I had video components and I did it in sections. I started with, you know, the pop dance stuff from, from Black Mona Lisa, three songs right off the bat energetic. Then I went and changed clothes and there was a package with my old music videos and you know, from the nineties and, you know, and, and performances from then. Then I came out, I did a, a, a medley of all of my stuff from my first album. Wow. There were people in the audience who were singing the words from my first album in 1997.
1: And that's the redemptive like, part. Like
0: that's, that's the, the there were people who are still with me from that. There's a whole group of folks that don't even know I did that. Right. You know, there are music videos, you can go and watch the music videos. I was straight in those music videos and I played straight real good. Just <laughs> f-y motherfucking I.
1: To all and and of by y'all. the way, those videos are available on Apple Music too. Apple
0: Music, look at it. If yeah. you didn't know, you would never know. I went to Carnegie Mellon, they beat the faggot out of me in drama class. And I use faggot because it's a violent word. Right. And that's what it felt like. The violence, the homophobia was violent mm. on the regular, 24-7. So then from that... Then I went off, changed clothes again. There was a video package about kinky boots, cause you know the majority of that audience came in. They came in at that time. They came in at kinky boots. I do that, Lola. Lola, Miss Lola, honey, if you're nasty, (laughs) and I go out into the audience, and everybody's now, you know, for the for the you know, and the audience was like from from ages nine to ninety like all different colors, creeds, races, sexualities, like gender, everything. People worked their entire careers to have audiences like this. I had nine-year-olds on shoulders of parents. I had 80-year-old white straight people in wheelchairs even. You know, like, it was magical, you know, because we had been isolated for so long. Mm -hmm. And people's humanity Got lost because we were isolated and forgot.
1: You talking COVID?
0: Damn, I'm talking to COVID. What else? Yeah, like it's like, you know. And so I was trying to use the concert to give a big bear hug to the world, healing. So I came back, I did kinky boots, then I go off, change again.
1: Mm, That's four. You on
0: outfit change four? Yeah. Change again because you know, it's there's the fashion component. No, you have to do it. There's the fashion component, yeah. But and so, in in this one, then the video package is the politics Mm -hmm. you know, me on Tamron or me on The View or me on Ari Melber, you know, and then I come out and I do the political section, which is like, I mean, it was my favorite section. You got something to say, you love protesters. Protest music. It's the protest music. If, I, if nobody else is going to say it, I will. I'm holding people's feet to the fire. I'm holding our leaders accountable. This is how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. I grew up with protest music, honey. Now everybody's so scared to talk. Well, because, you know,
1: it's interesting you say that. At a time, music was selling. You sold records. You weren't worried about a corporate sponsor. Now you're worried about the corporate sponsor because you can't just make money selling records. So people trying to, and then you get scared that you're gonna not sell enough tickets because the only way the artist is making money is from the tickets and the sponsor. They get scared to get political. Not all artists, but a significant-
0: weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing gets done when people stay silent. Silence equals death. That's from ACT UP. That's some Keith Herring shit. Mm-hmm. What does it do? They're coming for my black faggot ass whether I speak up now or not. Right. They're coming for your black ass whether you speak up now or yeah. not. That's right. They're coming for us. So what does it matter? I wanna be on the right side of history when motherfuckers tell this story. Mm-hmm. No, how long?
1: And you're also a human first.
0: Yes, how care, long you are care we about supposed people. to put up with this?
1: Right, you care about people. They're shooting
0: people in the, they're killing people for voguing at a gas station. Mm-hmm. No, no more. Orange of 45 is walking free. So what do the laws do? What do they matter? They don't. The Supreme Court don't have no oversight. So they can do whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want, but we're the ones. When we call that out that are wrong.
1: Countries committing war crimes. No. Nothing happens.
0: Y'all ain't gaslighting me. I know what it looks like. I know what it is. I've already lived through it. You know, I'm first generation post-civil rights movement. We lived through it then. I stand on the shoulders of ancestors who were stolen from their own country to build this one. Why are we still talking about this like this? Like it's new. Nothing that's happening right now is new. They've been doing this the whole time. They're just saying the, the quiet part out loud again. Right. Because the quiet part went in into repose for decades. But now they're just saying the quiet part out loud and doing. The quiet part out loud again. And
1: looking at you like you ain't going to do shit. Right.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I'm not doing that again. So who's with me? And you got to use your platform. And My platform is my music. Mm -hmm. You know, so we did the, and and I I sang um, For What It's Worth, which is on the playlist, which I redid. I did a, 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 a remake of it for the presidential election. Yes. I sang it at, the, um, I sang it at the, the Democratic Convention online. And then I sang Stranger Things, which is also f- from the record. And so I do those back to back. Stranger I,
1: Things is fire, ooh, bro. Ooh,
0: it's one of my favorites. And then I go into what I call the Sermon on the Mount. Which was just an ad libbed, like ceremony, like full out, you know, like
1: at the podium for the congregation, you know,
0: however long it went yeah. was how long it went. It was great. So then I changed again, and I come back out, and I start and the choir saying selection A right
1: when you <laughs> right, got— right
0: A and B selection, and then I ramp back up, yeah. and I ramp the celebration back up, and. um it was just, you know, to touch people again, to be in a room and in a space where people came to see me. Yeah, they know me now, so they came for everything. They didn't come for just a a, a, a certain compartment of me. They and that, came for all and of that's it. why I said I wanted to come back to the redemptive part. Yeah,
1: because now you have come, as you just articulated in so many ways, you have come from a place where you. A, didn't feel like there was a space for you. B, needed to find yourself and your space. Yeah. Find your strength and power in yourself and your space. And now you have an audience that's there for all of you.
0: Yes. And, and now trying to grow that. You know, the music go, returning to the popular music space. Because this is the mainstream, I should say. Okay. Mainstream music yeah. space. Because this is my fifth album. Yeah. The first one was with a label, and the fifth one was with a, a mainstream label. Yeah, the other two, you three got, I you did: you got
1: R and B, two jazz, the and then what else? You have the it's kinky is kinky boots at the corner side, of Broadway, Broadway and Soul, Soul. Yeah,
0: you know is that right at the corner of Broadway and Soul? Yeah. Then there's a Broadway standards album called Billy's Back on Broadway that is like, you know my Barbra Streisand moment right. with a full orchestra and all of that and arrangements like that. And then uh, Billy Porter presents the soul of Richard Rogers is the bridge. Right. Because that's the bridge where I'm taking the standards that my theater audience knows and blacking them up. You know, so it's like r and soul, hip-hop, rap, right. gospel yeah, arrangements yeah. of Rogers and Hammerstein and Rogers and Hart music. Right. And that was for me saying, I'm a Bridget now for for my theater audience. Don't be scared, (laughs) because what comes after this is Black Mona Lisa.
1: Black Mona Lisa.
0: Black Mona Lisa.
1: Why did you title it this? And tell us what you're saying in the song.
0: Okay. So this is maybe the most major flex on the album. I think there might be another one that's more of a... Like more of a fuck y'all flex like a real fuck y'all. Okay. I'm not I'm not doing I'm I'm not the one Don't come for me unless I send for you. You know all of those all uh, of that yeah. energy <laughs> So we were I was writing with Justin Tranter for those of you who don't know who he is He's the white queer one <laughs> Who's one of the greatest pop songwriters of our time? Mm. huge and out and queer and femme and like the first to really do that mm. in this industry publicly. Okay. For real. And th- our alignment was just so divine. It was such divine order. So he understands what I'm trying to do. We're the same person. I'm a little older than him, but like he gets we're it changing the trajectory right. of this industry.
1: But he can help you
0: And he channel. Can help- he helped me. Right. So we're with, the, we're with the team. We're trying to figure out something. I can't remember how it happened. But the word Black Mona Lisa fell out of the sky. The whole room froze. Froze. I think it was like at least 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, my God. And within 20 minutes, we wrote the song and the idea and the intention behind it is the mona lisa is relevant past present future and for always that's what I, that's what my legacy will be mm-hmm. for always for always so it's fun it's sassy and it's amazing. And the imagery no, that, the is... Art, the
1: art on the cover is crazy. Yeah. You yeah, nah. She's Playing.
0: busting out of the frame. She can't yeah, 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 be contained the, yeah, yeah, by the frame, the frame, darling.
1: The frame is a wrap, <laughs> She cannot can't. be contained by the
0: frame, darlings.
1: Now, look, I want to get into the, the, the playlist because you have some very important songs on here. Yeah. Uh, I do want to play Stranger Things just so everybody can hear it, yeah. if you haven't. Uh, that was a single that's actually already been out. Uh, but and you that have, was
0: out for... I, I released that. I dropped it at midnight. Now I ain't no Beyonce, but I did drop it at midnight, secretly for the election, the two twenty twenty two election, yeah, right. where we got the Senate, and you know, like you know, so like. And there, there are songs that I that I engage with politics with, right. and so Stranger Things is that okay. it debuted. Uh, you can see a performance of it on Global Citizens, uh, in Central Park on uh, September of twenty two
1: got it okay the on here you put hound dog from big mama thornton which i wanted to get to because you so uh, eloquently articulated with passion how the erasure yeah. of black works and oppressed people's works in general yeah. right marginalized folks yeah. uh this woman big mama thornton if you're not aware yes that hound dog that anybody who's
0: watching your show listening to this show or watching it knows who big mama thornton is And if they don't, you should be ashamed of yourselves. (laughs) No, for real, Big Mama Thornton is one of the architects of rock and roll. That's right. And Elvis stole it, period. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just like they always do. And the distinction of rock and roll and the creation of it is given to a white person. When in fact, it was black people who created rock. Yeah. (laughs) And roll, <laughs> you know. Little Richard w- was one of the architects
1: of rock and roll. My uh, my grandmother told me rock and roll was a uh, was slang that the kids used to use for having sex. Oh yes, that is true. That, that is was true. slang for the for, for let's rock and roll. Rock yep. and roll uh-huh. was having sex. That my grandmother told me. That is true.
0: I love that you picked Big Mama Thornton, because that, you know, that speaks to me knowing my history. And I, you know, I encourage our young people to go back further than yesterday. Yeah,
1: last week.
0: Go back further than that, yeah. so that you can understand our history and where some of these things come from that you love so much. Right.
1: Should we put Kendrick Lamar, Auntie Diaries, on here?
0: Oh my God, I love that man so much. And I'm not a traditional, you know, I'm of the hip hop generation. Yeah. And I'm not a traditional hip hop lover because at the time, the hip hop culture was volatile. Yeah. And it was toxic, toxic masculinity, and. You know, the first thing was fuck the police, and the second thing was kill the faggots. I was mm-hmm. not spending my money on hip-hop. Right. I was taking myself out of that so that I could protect myself from that energy mm-hmm. and figure out where I fit.
1: Meanwhile, a lot of the artists, a lot of the, the, the stylists, a lot of the, you know, uh uh PR folks and everybody in and around hip-hop forever, and I always talk about this. Gay people been in and around, LGBT community been in and around hip hop forever. But that, that toxicity you articulate.
0: Silence equals death. Boom. It doesn't matter whether you're on my side and you're silent. Kendrick Lamar making this record though. Kendrick Lamar, you know, my hip hop. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in it, discovering you know, the aspirational hip-hop, discovering all the old, and then the new stuff is really moving. He's moving to me. Mm -hmm. You know, what he talks about is moving to me. And he's theatrical. He's theatrical. It's a message music. You know, he's message music. It's really, he really gets to the heart of stuff. And he did this this piece about his um, transgender uh, relative. My auntie is a man now. And you know the black community just simply ignores us so to have somebody who has such a voice in the community using his platform to teach mm-hmm. to educate through his heart and, and his music and to be transparent with even his own learning and absolutely and he was attacked unfortunately by the queer community. And, you know, we have a tendency, whether we're Democrats, whether we're Black people, whether we're minorities, we have a tendency to eat our own.
1: Mm.
0: When the they don't evolution. Show up
1: perfectly or correct.
0: Something. When the evolution and the expansion isn't perfect. Right. We must stop doing that. You know, he was attacked for misgendering. It's like, okay, and. What he's talking about is a community that doesn't even know what that means yet. Mm -hmm. So the conversation—some of them don't even know what that means yet. So the conversation is, well, what is misgendering? If he's doing that, what is it? Did you mean to misgender? I listen to the whole song because he goes from calling her a calling him a she to calling him a he. in the fucking song. Right,
1: that's the whole evolution. That's the whole point. (laughs) Right, right, right.
0: Stop it. Listen to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It drives me crazy how we just attack each
1: other. But that is because of some of the things you, you've evolved enough and are on a quest of learning and acceptance and humanity. Yes! You are constantly-
0: And
1: and that part. These fractures, these- Feeling it,
0: healing it. But
1: some people, they the those fractures and that pain leads the way. Right. People and lead so, with their
0: trauma all the time. Right.
1: And so that, I think, that's what happens on social media. That's what happens as soon as somebody reads a headline. They're immediately traumatized and triggered into a response versus- and that's just, that's just people being human too, yes. right, sometimes. But it takes leadership like what you're talking about and people like yourself uh, to help us round these corners.
0: These people, these men, these black men, like Kendrick, like Dave Chappelle, they're, they're trying through their art to help our people address it. It doesn't always work, but it's in the intention for me that is the most important. And then once it's out, we can then talk about it. Mm-hmm. We can then talk about, well, this worked, this didn't quite work, but thank you for even engaging. Well, you're not just sweeping
1: it away, no. washing it away, making people invisible, not wanting to uh, learn at all,
0: you're yeah. trying. And that's, and speaking to what we spoke about earlier, to have people stop me on the streets, black people, black men in particular, Mm -hmm. I could say almost every day, black men, keep doing what you're doing, brother. You teach me every time you show up, keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I admire you, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate what you're doing for the world. You know, it's like that. That's it? That's all I've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's all I've ever wanted. And it's happening. I want people to understand the change has already happened. You know, that's my mantra. We have to keep saying that. We have to keep speaking life into ourselves and into this shit. The change has already happened, y'all. You know?
1: That's beautiful, man. Oh, man, you got Rochelle Farrell on here.
0: Well, what about that? (laughs) How can we have peace in the Middle East? Mm. When they're not at home. She made that in 1991. Right. The first Iraq war. We still fighting. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm tired.
1: Well, look, man, I appreciate you giving us all this energy.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna let you go sit down and take a nap and be quiet
1: for a little while.
0: No, I got work to do. I got, I got, people need to hear this music, honey.
1: Black Mona people Lisa. People need to
0: play it on the radio. It's bitches. out right now.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's out right now. Um, is there more tour on the way?
0: Yes. Black Mona Lisa Volume One, it was for me to get my feet wet and see, you know, like what it was. It was such a success. The album is out now and now i gotta go back out and i gotta go to europe baby was a dancer went um number one in uh, uh, bbc radio Two. Yeah. so you know i'm going over there for the release and just trying to just working yeah working, just trying and to loving work it out. And
1: healing and yeah. sharing
0: yeah on here
1: you all you have a uh, sly and family stone but you have uh rena uh how do you say her last name rena sayawama
0: yes this hell
1: Yes. Which is a very important record. Yes. And I want and to make I just sure that gets on.
0: about that record. Yeah. And, you know, she's a part of the new young people coming up mm-hmm. who've been able to benefit. The queer artists are slowly moving to the forefront. That's right. Um, from the Sam Smiths to the Lil Nas Xs to, you know... Joy, a A lot lot of cool. You know, there's so many of us that are now finally getting a better shot than we ever had before. And we got to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. We got to keep pushing.
1: Well, and, you know, space is being created for people to be, as you articulated, their authentic self.
0: Yeah. And we just have to make sure that, I mean, I'm one of the people... You know, that has to make sure that we keep continue to move the needle forward. Mm-hmm.
1: And is that fulfilling to you outside Absolutely. of your art? Just being is that another piece of you? That yes. Connecting with the yes. community. Yes, my and, activism.
0: And, and, yeah. My activism, my philanthropic arm is now. So I'm st- I'm starting to build whatever that is. You know, I'm I'm starting that the pay it forward component to everything. You know, I talk in my memoir about the angels in my life, my memoir, Unprotected, you can go get it. Um, It came out during COVID, so a lot of people don't even know it's out. It's out.
1: Let's go get that. Um,
0: You know, but I talk about angels. The angels encamped around me at different times of my life that helped move me forward, that helped usher me in, that kept me sustained. When there was nothing, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing that for for the kids, for the children, darling. (laughs) The (laughs) children.
1: Yeah. Listen, Billy Porter, man, Black Mona Lisa. This has been another episode of the message. Uh, We thank you for all all your talents, sharing them with us, just being somebody that is uh, willing to give in the way, many ways that you give is. Uh, I, you know, I'm so happy that you, you feel that you're getting your flowers out here too because that's important too.
0: I appreciate that. Right? Not everybody I gets to feel you. that. Well, that's the really good point before we go. It's not lost on me that I'm a part of the generation that kicked the door down, that blazed the trail. I'm a part of that generation and I get to benefit. From the doors being kicked down and the and the trails being blazed, and that is not always the case. That's right. I'm grateful for that.
1: Billy Porter, y'all, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. thank
1: you. Yeah. Message. Don't push me. Call. I'm close to the edge. An open dialogue about the voices of today and their experiences through music that inspires them.